What does cheerleading, medical sales and being a TV gladiator have in common? They're all careers that my guest today has been involved in. Stay tuned to find out more. You're listening to This Woman Can. I'm your host, Janice Sutherland, where I help mature professional black women take charge of their careers and lives to create a future on their terms. My guest today is nothing short of inspirational and she's really not afraid to take risks and just being open to explore opportunities. So I'm not going to say too much because I really want to want you to hear the fantastic story of Kathy Murray. And make sure you stay tuned to the end because I'm going to share some news about what I'm doing in the new year. And that will also benefit you to have a fantastic 2024. I'll see you at the end. Hey and welcome back to this week's edition of This Woman Can. I am your host, Janice Sutherland, career strategist for the mature black woman. And I absolutely adore saying that. So I am really excited to interview my guest this week because we have so many things in common and so many things not in common, but she's got a great story. <laughs> so my guest this week is Kathy Murray. And Kathy is a certified personal trainer with over 30 years experience in the fitness industry. She's a graduate of the Ohio State University, where she was a member of the 1983 National Cheerleading Championship team. And after college, she competed in and won the United States Aerobic Championship in 1986 and spent the year traveling the world as a fitness ambassador and worked as a freelance educator to teach fitness to European instructors. While in Munich, she coached the Munich Cowboys, an American football team, cheerleaders to six six national titles in cheerleading and was head trainer translator for the german gladiators during a pilot tv show for the international gladiators i was a big gladiators fan so we'll talk about that always an avid cyclist similar to me kathy dipped her toe into the world of multi-sport in 2000 first competing duathlons then eventually moved to triathlons Kathy has owned her personal training fitness business, Fit Bodies, in 24 years and in 2022 co-authored the Audible book, The Munich Cowboy Cheerleaders, based on her time coaching the squad. And she lives in Atlanta with her husband and her pet cat and dog. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Janice. It's beautiful to be here. Fabulous. So as I said, we have so many things in common and so many things not in common, you know. So So let me start, Kathy. I I gave a very potted history of where you are, but you've been in the fitness industry for such a long time. I suppose that the question is, is I can see where your journey is, that you've naturally through the cheerleading and stuff like that, you know, have naturally progressed. But what keeps you? in that industry? What keeps you in that role or in that field, should I say? I I've always say I have the best um, job in the world because I improve people's quality of life. I have clients from probably my youngest is in the 40s and my oldest is in the 80s. So I have the gamut and I love when people come to, my clients come to me and they say, I'm off my medication or my doc- doctor was happy at this or um, I- I'm a goal girl. So I'm always saying, let's let's walk a 5K. You know, there's a big 10K here in Atlanta. Yes. It's on July 4th. So, I, you know, some people haven't even walked a mile and this is yeah. this is six miles. And I yeah. said, 
let's do the training plan. Let's do it. So yeah. just that uh, 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 setting the goal and completing yeah. it is great. My, my 70 year old, I've been training her for over 10 years. Wow. And her biggest thing was I can now pull my groceries out of the car by myself. Cause you know, they give you tons yes. of bags yeah, and yeah. I can carry them myself. I don't have to have my husband carry them and I can actually lift them up and put them on the counter. Wow. So just people's independent and functional mm -hmm. living and them just becoming fitter and happier and healthier yeah. is, is why I stay in it. Love that. <laughs> love that. And I love the goals. I too, I, love um, goals. I, am I call myself a glory girl because I love the recognition. I love the reward. <laughs> and um, as like you say, I set myself, I've switched from running to walking to cycling and I always competed in the UK. I always competed when I lived in the UK. There was always lots of 5Ks, oh, wow. 10Ks, marathons wow. to participate in. I even did New York. You know, that was one of my bookings. Wow. But, and here, there's not so many being a small island, living on a small mm -hmm. island. But we did have a 10K, a okay. 10K last week. And um, I did it with my Nordic sticks, my Nordic walking Okay, sticks. great. So I was feeling very proud of myself. That was oh, a goal for me. That's very good great. Goal for me. Fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> So, so Kathy, through um throughout your career, as I said, you've you've done some, you've had some great accolades, you've done some fantastic things. But what has been your, I suppose, within that, there's still been changes. So, what has been your greatest career change within what you've been doing? My greatest career change. I think well, there all been all of the career changes has led me to something that I never did expect. Obviously I got into the, in, into corporate, which was medical sales that, which led me to, um, well, I was in obviously in fitness and then left uh, corporate and then moved to Europe. And then that helped me become an entrepreneur. That's where I started my fitness business. Oh, right. That's how I started my personal business. So I didn't even know business. about the corporate piece. Oh, so. Yes. So, okay. yes. So I, before the fitness yeah, uh, you, you get your degree and you're ready to use that degree. And I, yeah. mine was in biomedical communication. So I had okay. a medical background where I had to go through all the gross anatomy classes and pathology. Yeah. So I had a medical side, but then also with the communication side. Right. right. So I knew uh, coming out of college, I was not a desk sitter. I, you know, my, my, my other friends were like, I'm working at the United Way or the Red Cross. And it was death sitting. Yeah, and I thought yeah. there's no way. So medical sales was great for me because I could go and visit different uh, yeah. hospitals and doctors. Um, so, yes, I was in corporate um, okay. for, for five years uh, become, until I became disillusioned <laughs> with that and wanted to pursue fitness. And yeah. that's when I moved to took the job in Europe. Fabulous. to fitness. Okay. And then um, I started my personal training business there. I was doing the coaching. So those career changes took me, uh, if I didn't do those, then I wouldn't have been able to write a story mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. the career change mm -hmm. to go to fitness and the coaching, yeah. Yeah. which led me to be an author. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they all kind of aligned the yeah. way, the way, the universe does sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 and I love that. And we were just talking off air about parents and things like that and things like that. So, but how, how did you, I'm trying to try the phrase up. You went to college, you did all the college things, mm -hmm. you got your degree, made your parents very happy. My, my, my daughter's got a, a great job, steady job. She's doing really, really well. 
how did you have that conversation about look it's not working for me right now <laughs> yeah that that was a tough one because they do hey we put you through college and you know you're yeah. you're in not only you're in a, gr a great job you're you're working for a fortune 500 company you yeah. have the car you have the yeah. stock yes. option plans yes. this yeah. is we we've done great <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then i'm like i'm unhappy um <laughs> so <laughs> that was i had I had got received the um, the contract to yeah. go over to Europe. It was like a six month contract at the time, yeah. and I just remember being so stressed out and unhappy. Yeah, in, in corporate, I just said this. I can't. You know how they say, "Oh, what are you doing five years, ten years from now?" I couldn't even see next year yeah. <laughs> because I just I was good at medical sales. Yes. I'm very yeah. personable. Yeah, and when I got the job, I thought, "Oh, you know, I'm going to." Go and figure it out. Yeah. My dad is the, from the old school. You don't have to like your job. He said, you're not supposed to like your job. You, yeah. you stay with that job. Yeah. You get your pension. <laughs> you have a job. <laughs> you that got a good job. <laughs> and my mother was like, well, you know, okay. What, you know, what's six months for her to figure it out? I said, I'm working. It wasn't like I was going and backpacking around Europe. I had a job, but I had, they, they gave me an apartment with it. Yeah, so yeah. I was working. And so yeah. I thought, okay, why not go and figure, I had a safety net. I can yes. always go back to yes. medical sales. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's kind of how it, it yeah. went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that make that makes sense, and 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 I say that because I think the conversation as, as black women, you know, um, you know, we I often tell people that we're we are almost like the reward, the trophies for our parents because they worked really hard right. to put us right. through college to do this. They sacrificed, yes, so we give them true. bragging rights where yes. you know, they can say, "Look, my daughter, my son has this big job. They do this, they do that." You know, I did this type of thing. Right, exactly. You know, so, but, yourself on the back. Yeah, but what do you mean she's going to give it all? <laughs> yes, you're going to do what? And you're going where? Germany? You don't, you don't know the language. You don't, you know, you know, you don't know. You're going to Europe and you're going so far away, but we don't know. You know, you have those stereotypes yeah, or you yes, know, your vision. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I had the conversation like, you know what? I'm miserable. I really want to go. This is something I'm passionate about. They're paying me for something I love. Fabulous. So, yes, they took it. It's a win-win. Yes. It's a win-win. As you said, you had a fallback. So, but, you know, but looking at that, would you, are there any areas of what you learned from, you know, from the corporate world that you took with you to the new role, the new career, the transferable skills, say? Definitely. Um, with uh, um, the the entrepreneurship, you know, getting you know contracts and you know figuring out what your your game plan is and your strategy is for your new business. Yeah. You know, at the time I wasn't in gyms. I think I was uh, going to people's houses mm -hmm. um, at the time. So that um, also I know when I started coaching the cheerleaders. We had mantras for all our um, our, um, our championships. Right. One was team. Together, each achieves more. Yeah. So yeah. we carried that. You yeah. know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. And it was so awesome when I reunited with the uh, with my girls for the book, mm -hmm. and you know they were 15 to 20 at right. the time when I was coaching okay. them. Okay. And now they're, you know, grown women and, and professionals and wives and mothers. 
And they said, I use that with my team and my business. I still mm. use your mantras mm. or I tell mm. my kid, you know, hey, when they can't, when they're trying out for a sport, you know, you got to work a little harder. So that just totally blew me away on yeah. trying to take those things from corporate and then yeah. giving it to, to them. Yeah. And then yeah. all these years later, it's they still, still remember. Yeah. So that was very, yeah. Yeah. just very, very um, cool. So let me see if I get this right. So the six month role you took was that for the there was that for, was that for the coach, the cheerleading? No, no. The, the okay. six month was no. just because I was a aerobic champion. They needed uh, they had certification programs in Europe. Right. And Americans were way ahead of them, so yes. they were hiring Americans to come over to teach anatomy, uh, musical cueing, everything yeah. about the, the fitness uh, aerobic industry at that yeah. time. They were bringing Americans over. So that's how I got there. And right. I was doing the big conventions on the weekend and the classes in the studios there in Munich. So I'm still trying to piece this together. So bear with me. Bear with <laughs> okay. me. So you had your corporate role, but the fitness was a, like a side thing? Yes, because once I got out of college... Before I got into uh, corporate, into my corporate, that between graduating from college and my, my first medical sales job, I was doing the crystal light. I was doing the aerobic thing. Right. So then right. once I got into corporate, I still was teaching group fitness. Okay. Okay. Part, part time, you know, in the okay. evenings after, after work. Yes. So I still kept uh, my foot in. Yeah. In fitness that whole time, even though I was in medical sales, which to me was great because I had a three state territory and I love to work out. So instead of paying for the gyms, exactly. I would call them and say, hey, I'm coming to town. Can I teach a class? And they were like, of course, you're this champion. And they would give me a class and wow. then they would let me they would let me work out for the whole week. for free. Then look at that. <laughs> so Exactly. So that's when I was still doing um, corporate. I was still doing a, fitness. Yeah. So it was a great, it's a great example, I suppose, of taking your side hustle. Yes. And actually, <laughs> but actually making it, you know, full, full-time career. That's so, correct. So how did that transition into the, into the, the, the Muni Cowboys? I was teaching uh, one, one evening and I come out of the class and one of my students said, Hey, there's somebody here to speak to you. And of course she, she couldn't speak any English. My German was coming along and she said, she's a, she's the manager for the cheerleaders here. And I was like, they have cheerleaders here. She said, yes. And they said that they <laughs> there's American football. They, they cheer in English, but you know, they're German. Yeah. And would I be, and she had heard, I don't know how she heard I was a champion in college. Yeah. And um, would I be interested in, at that time, she didn't offer me the coaching jobs. I wanted to see what they look like. Yes. yes. <laughs> when I come to practice, yes. when I come to the practice. So I started, I went to the practice and, you know, I watched the girls. They had, you know, their cheers and things. So they were cheering for the football team. And I thought, oof, you know, they're a little green. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. American sport. Yeah. So it was something new and it's something that I was passionate about, of course, uh, cheerleading. So I started coaching them for their, for their, um, their games. Right. And then I think maybe a year into it, they said, hey, we have championships. And I'm like, you do. And then they showed me the <laughs> championship. And I thought, oh, wow, this is interesting. And then that's kind of how we went into the whole 
championship as and then, but I still was coaching them for their games as well. So that's how the cheerleading came about. It just wow. organic just popped in. Hey, we heard you were a cheerleader and would you come to the games? And I mean, come, come to the thing. And there was a lot of structuring. They, they were taking smoking breaks. <laughs> they were taking smoking breaks. And I'm like, wait, wait, we're smoking? Well, you know, they, they smoke young over there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh no. So I, we had to put things in place. Yeah, no smoking yeah. in uniform, no smoking at practice. We have to do a fitness. Uh, you guys aren't in shape. We have yeah. to do some type wow. of, this is what cheerleading is. is. You know, I had yes. to teach them. Yes. So it was a whole structure of if you're late, if you're this, you know, just yeah. kind of pulling them together. Yeah. yeah. And what that tells me with my coach's head on is um, from, from everything you've said so far is that you are not afraid to look at opportunities. You see, you see the opportunity, you see the opportunities and you, and you're not afraid to say, Oh, let me have a look at this. Let me try. Yeah. Yeah. That that's always, I've always kind of been like, well, I'll try anything. You know, I've always mm -hmm. been, you know, Okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? Either you're yeah. going to like it or you don't. Yeah. So yes, yeah. that opportunity and that challenge of of coaching them. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember when I first started the aerobic thing, I was just out of college. I think I was 22, 23. And the owner of the spa was like, we need someone to manage the club. Mm. So mm -hmm. I started managing the club. And yeah. then that yeah. took me to personal training. When I started that studio, I left the big box gym went yeah. to the studio and I loved it because it was more intimate. Yes. And then the owner left. He's like, I'm moving to Miami. And I'm like, well, I just got here. And then the, the owner, the landlord said, do you want to take over the lease? <laughs> so, you know, it's like 4,000 square feet. It's a, just a facility. And, yeah. but I thought, well, I did it when I was 23. So how hard can it be? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I'll figure it out. So yes, just that opportunity, just taking it yeah. and going with it. And, and, and that is, I think that's great, especially you get to get to mid career, you get to our stage of life and stuff, not to lose that. So what do you think keeps that level of confidence or gives you that confidence to kind of say, yeah, I'm going to try this. I think at this stage in life, it is, uh, I think the, the excitement of doing something new, mm -hmm. um, the confidence more, uh, is, is prayer mm -hmm. is, is, you know, you know, you, you have me where I need to be yeah. sometimes where I don't, I, I, I want to be here, yeah. but you have me where I need to be right now, yeah. even though I want this. So I'm going to trust you to to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go use my personality like that. I, that I have, that's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to jump in and, and make it work. And I think the confidence also comes from you having a great support group. Okay. Because people are always going to say, Oh, well, how do you think you're going to do? Because they're insecure. Well, yeah. why do you think you're going to do that? That's hard. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't do it where you have to surround yourself with, you know, your sister circle yeah. Yeah. or your friends that are saying, yeah. oh, I have a little yeah. doubt. What do you think? Yeah, you can do it. Go for it. You've done this, this, this. Yeah, you're OK. You're right. So you do have glimpses yeah. of, oh, can I do it? 
but you sur- I, I, yeah. I surround myself with a great support group, um, family and, 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 and friends Fabulous. to say, go for it. And, and you preempted my question. So I was going to oh. ask you what happens. Do you, I mean, you know, it happens to all of us. Do, do we ever suffer a little bit of self-doubt? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome thinking, am I pinch? Am I really here? Am mm-hmm. I really, am I really leading this national cheerleading squad? You know, and I only came here for a six month contract. Type <laughs> of- <laughs> right. Exactly. The six months actually turned into five years. Yeah. If you can believe that, that, that just, it just flew. Um, but yeah, just that, you know, e- even if you don't know anything about it or, you know, you may have to, um, you know, you have to educate yourself. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, you, you're never too old to stop learning, Yes. you know? So when, when I'm co-authored the book, that's when I was like, I knew I should have started really paying attention during English class, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know, but I had a great uh, co-author who was my client, who was a New York times bestseller yeah. who taught me so much about um, becoming an author and, and writing. But then I taught her a lot about cheerleading. Yes. <laughs> she knew nothing yeah. about cheerleading. So it was a great, um, it was a great um, team yeah. with her experience with, being an author and 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 me helping her put my story bring my story to life and and make make it authentic fabulous fabulous and that for me sounds like that's another transition from being you know from entrepreneurship to author so what has been the most difficult part of that transition uh i think trying to balance your time because I have a obviously I have a full-time job personal training and when we were writing the book it was a challenge because we you know you have an editor you have to make edits and you know I work sometimes till 7 38 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and you know she would say hey we have to we have two days to do this edit so I'm sitting and writing and you know doing my thing till 10 o'clock at night so that trying to balance um a full-time job mm-hmm. with trying to write the book. Um, but it was exciting because it was new, new for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was, I think that the, the biggest challenge, but the blessing in that was it was around COVID. So when COVID hit, yeah. I was no longer at the gym. I was yeah. on online yes. training. So I mm-hmm. didn't have to go back and forth to the gym twice a day. Like I was doing from six to say noon yeah. and then coming back from four to eight. So I could just, you know, shut everything down and just start mm. writing. So mm. that was the blessing of being at home and being online training. Yeah. 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 And, and through that process, through that whole transition, the process, COVID, the writing, the authoring and things like that, what are the things you learned about yourself, do you think? Two, I, I think a couple of things. One is when you get a lot put on you, you realize you're stronger than you think mm. you can handle more. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, the, you know, that you're, <laughs> the rope is in little shreds, yeah. Yeah. but you can, you know, you can rebound and say, okay, I can get through this. Um, that was, was the thing. And then just learning a new, uh, a new, a, a new thing with, with being an author, being a writer, uh, which she was great with. And learning to uh, try to uh, have more self-care, 
Okay, I'm stressed. I've just written this. Okay, what are you going to do on the weekend? Are you going to go bike riding with your friends? Yeah. Are you just going to shut it down? You don't have yeah. a, a deadline right now. Maybe I'll get a massage. So yeah. trying to have that stress, but trying to bring yeah. it back where I, I have me time as well. Yes, yes, yes. And how important was that, the self-care aspect for you, especially at this, especially at this, this stage of life? Yes, it's so important because... Uh, I tell I remember starting out in the business and, and I, I used to work six days a week. Mm-hmm. I used to train Monday mm-hmm. through Saturday and, and, and work Saturday like eight to one and then would just have Sunday. Yeah. And I remember when I said, why am I why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, you know, regarding why am I working six days a week? Take the mm-hmm. weekend off, even mm-hmm. if you're your Monday through Friday yeah. is hectic. You'll have those two. So giving yourself permission to say they'll be OK. Mm-hmm. Your clients will be okay yeah. if you're not training them on on Saturday because this you really don't have a break. Mm-hmm. Cuz Sunday's catching up and yes. you know how fast is yeah. one day and then you're yeah. right yeah. back in. So I think as we get older it's not you when you're when you're younger my my younger self you're always trying to make things happen. It's kind yeah. of the hamster on the wheel. Yeah. And I think in midlife I'm learning movement doesn't mean progress yeah wow. it's like running on the treadmill and nice. you're exerting yeah. but where are you going yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. staying in place so yeah. in our 20s we try to make it happen and we're trying to keep up with other people oh well she's right. doing that or she's doing that go i feel like that kind of goes out the window yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but you do you yes yeah you do yeah. you that's not for me okay i'm good here you know yeah. um uh-huh. yes Fabulous, fabulous. So, what do you think? I suppose. I suppose. What if? I suppose. Think of the right question here. Let's stop stammering, mm-hmm. Janice. <laughs> um, so, what has been your biggest career triumph? You think, looking back, Kathy? Oh, that's a yeah. You've had so many. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel. I feel at this stage of my life, I haven't reached a career triumph. Wow. Because, okay, yes, the entrepreneurship was great. I having a successful personal training business. Great. The book has just been incredible, but now we're looking to shop the book and make it a production, maybe TV or film. So now I'm like, okay, well, well, what's next and how do I get there? You know, and, and I have, I went on to a, a women's production summit of all the industry, it was right after yeah. writer writer strike came out, and I met all these women directors and uh, producers and actors, and I thought I felt like I was drinking from a water hose yeah, yeah, at that yeah, thing, yeah, and yeah, I thought, yeah. "Wow, look at this shiny! Look at this whole new world!" Yes, and they yeah. just kind of just put their arms around me and was like, "Oh my gosh, your book is great!" And this is. Have you tried this? You should do that. It's a great story. It should be told. It was like really excited me Mm. to make go another level. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to say one career. Yes. All of those have led me to this time in my life. But I feel I, you know, I can go higher. I can I can do something else. I mean, so let me so let me ask the question then. What would be your definition of success at this stage? At this stage, because it change. I totally understand it changes. 
It totally changes. Mine has definitely changed. So what would be your definition of success then? I I would think that if, if of all the career changes, the the biggest one would probably be going into fitness, going to personal training. Okay. Um, I think it's a quote, I think it's from Michelle Obama that said, success isn't how much money you make, it's the difference you make in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about the fitness in- industry and 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 my clients always giving me positive feedback on how they feel or this was a great goal to do and I've done this and I didn't think I could do that or I mm-hmm. being we talked about the hip yes. you know yeah. hey yeah. I I, yeah. I was down I was on a cane once too yeah and I and then I continued to and then now I'm still racing yes so trying to get them through you can do this. This is what I did to help me go from a total hip replacement to being mm-hmm. on a cane. And there were dark moments to uh, I got first place in one of my races this year. Happy. And that was going from this injury to this, yeah. you know, then I actually tore my meniscus three months ago on my knee, but still, but just always kind of still, Stick, which is another reason why I love swimming now, because yeah. I, I, you know, with some of these injuries, yes. I've been able to, to the swimming thing has been yeah. great. Yeah. So that the, the personal training thing, I probably the fitness has probably been the biggest um, yeah. triumph, the success yeah. as far as career. Yeah. Yeah. But but you I think what I'm getting with this question as well is that you've had that success, mm-hmm. but you, it, it sounds like there's still more success. So what does that success look like or feel like? Well, now, because I have such a uh, uh, span of being in fitness from my 20s to now my 60s, I'm actually writing a second book on my journey on fitness. Okay. On, you know, if I knew then what I know now and how we make that transition. Yeah. and because I always tease some of my um, elite triathletes and, and some of I'm like, you can't, you can't train like you're 20 anymore. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is now you're 50. Mm-hmm. You need more rest. You need more recovery. Yeah. So now that I've gone through it, oh, let's, let's not even talk about the whole hormonal thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, as yeah. we, yeah. so I, now that I, I've been going through it, I love that I can give the advice on how I'm, I'm, choosing to, to go through yeah. it and, and what's working for me. Yeah. So that book of this is the fitness stuff. I've done mm-hmm. the, the, the crazy diets and the crazy gadgets and, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. not recognizing, okay, how can I have, I remember they had a, a book when I was young called thinner thighs in 30 days. Well, I'm a mesomorph and I'm muscular. <laughs> and my friends were skinny. And so I was like, well, how can I get my thighs? You know, yeah, how can I yeah. become skinny too? Not knowing yeah. this is what you were born with. Yes. This yeah. is the so shame. Yeah. that transition. And I see it with clients and, and friends. It's like, oh my gosh, you, you're spinning your wheels for what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you, forget that. This is what you need to work on. So a second book, Fabulous. just trying to share my, my journey through fitness. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Mm-hmm. So before we go on to that second book, and I know we're going to be looking to wrap up, tell us about the Munich Cowboys book. Okay. Book. It's, that's been so 
um, awesome, not only being an author, but, but being a novella, being an audible book. Mm. If you haven't, anyone out there, if you haven't experienced listening yes. to an audio, isn't it yeah. like you're there? Yeah. yeah it's and everyone so that listened were like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was right there, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's so great. We were able to um, um, uh, interview the narrators for the book because mm. there's it, it, myself mm. and another girl that's in the book. So that was um, uh, a great experience. And I had to really go back and go through you know, what I told my parents, what I went through uh, with the racism in Germany and all the, the, the adver advertisements that I went through. But then also when the girls, when they, that first championship, you know, what that felt like. So yeah. just the kind, I had a recorder and yeah. I just, just was going from, you know, uh, chapter to chapter on how I felt and, and what went on in Germany and learning a new language and learning mm. a new culture. Mm. And that was, and then connecting, reconnecting with the girls yeah. and them saying, yeah. Oh my gosh, you just don't know what yeah. you meant and yeah. how you affected our, my, our, my, our lives. And so that has just been so great. That is based upon a true story mm. of resiliency and adversity and, you know, what, harder place in Germany. Yes. <laughs> it was, you know, the, the people are, are beautiful, but they're very, yeah, yeah. They're not very warm and fuzzy. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah. to, to have that be my first experience overseas, yeah. but then also to be able to go to Italy and travel and teach in Austria and teach in one of my clients went mm -hmm. to Slovenia on right. vacation. Yeah. And I said, Oh, I was, I've been there. And she was like, are you kidding me? I said, I taught a fitness convention in Slovenia yeah. and, she, you know, did that kind of thing. And I was like, you know, in my thirties. So um, the book uh, is the Munich Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah. And it's just, it's based upon my true story of, of, of coaching these girls and making mediocre, you know, uh, uh, cheerleaders and taking them to six national championships, two European champions. Fabulous. So, um, just that that drive and that goal to 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 win yeah. a championship. Excellent, and that's mm -hmm. available on an audible. An audible, correct? Yes. Excellent, fantastic, mm -hmm. fantastic. So we're starting to wrap up. So a couple last couple of questions, Kathy. Okay. Um, you're a woman over fifty. If you don't mind me saying that, I am too. I am, I am yes. too, and I'm very very, proud. <laughs> very yes. proud. Very proud. Very happy about it. Um. I wonder if you could share for our listening audience, what's the joy in being over 50 and what do you enjoy and what do you enjoy most about it? I think, let's see, the, one is not really caring. You know, you get so caught up on what other people think. You're laughing. Isn't it true? <laughs> when you're young, you're like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? What are they thinking? You know, you get your feelings hurt. And over 50, you're like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. You know, okay, so what? You you weren't meant to be. I always, you know, I think the hardest thing as, as we get older is losing some of those friends that we had. Yes. And that's tough because, you know, you're, you, you, you and I always say um, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Exactly. Yes. And it's like they weren't meant to be your friends Absolutely. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's still kind of a grieving thing because that, that friend have, that could have been with you for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. But when they're gone, you're like, okay, well, I still have this group here. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, surrounding yourself with the friends, but also, yeah, 
not really caring um, what what people think, really trying to where you are, whether self-care mentally, taking a break, you know, I need a day off. I need, you know, I need, I need to go on vacation. I never took vacations when I was younger. Cause it was like, I was always afraid of, you know, missing something. Oh, I got to make sure I get, yeah. get enough money to pay my bills and that type of thing. So it's wonderful. <laughs> so that would have been my last official question then. Okay. And if people want to connect with you or get to know more about what you do, Kathy, where can, how can they do that? They can go to my website. It's a fit, F-I-T hyphen bodies, B-O-D-I-E-S dot net. You can order the book there. Um, it, it has a little, um, has all my, um, you know, news things, all my uh, social media. So Fabulous. it has everything there. Fabulous. I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes. Okay. And Kathy, it was a joy. We could talk for more, but oh, it's, we, it's, it's uh, yes, not another not, hour. Not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. We have this this instant connection. I yes. love it. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Wasn't that just a great story? I loved Kathy. I love Kathy's journey, to be honest, because it's a real testament for her about embracing new possibilities. The fact early on she took that leap in medical sale from medical sales into being a fitness educator to going to a country where she didn't even really understand the language that wasn't too welcoming for black women. Her commitment to growth and development, you know I'm always a big advocate of lifelong, lifelong learning and she definitely showed that by establishing her own business. But the thing she also spoke about was the role of her support system because throughout her journey, she attributes a significant portion of her success to the unwavering support of her network, whether that was coaching her German cheerleaders or establishing her personal studio. The backing of her community mentors really played a pivotal role in navigating challenges and achieving milestones. And remember at the top of the show, I said to you that there was something that was happening in the new year. Well, I want to share with you something that can help you get yourself really established for 2024. And that is my Reflect, Reframe and Reimagine virtual retreat. And it's virtual because that means no matter wherever you are in the world, you can participate. It'll be seven days working with me along your side where you'll have daily audio lessons that will help you cover key themes like celebrating your journey, envisage your future and much, much more, interactive worksheets and a group coaching session that will help you address any doubts you may have, share insights and receive personalised guidance from me, yours truly. So as I said, it's seven days. It's taking place the 7th of January. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can participate. And I want to see you there. I would love to have you be part of this. It is totally focused on black women over 40 who are facing those midlife transitions and it's going to be a unique opportunity to reflect on your journey and set those meaningful goals 2024 and connect with a supportive community see i talked about support of life like-minded individuals 
There'll be a link in the show notes for you to register or you can head to my website, JaniceSutherland.com. Now, I would say as much as I'm opening registration right now, spaces are limited. So I'd say don't hesitate. Treat yourself. Be this, make this a gift to you or get someone to buy it for you. Trust me, this would be far more useful than those usual bath smellies or slippers. So I hope to see you there. Until next time, remember if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you got something from this week's episode, please let me know. Better yet, share it with your friends, colleagues and anyone you know who can benefit from this message. Don't forget to subscribe or write a review and connect with me at my website, JaniceSutherland.com, where you can also subscribe to the This Woman Can newsletter or connect with me on LinkedIn. Remember, you have the wisdom, resilience, authenticity and power to create a life on your terms. And if I can, you can, this woman can. Take care until next time.